Today's episode is brought to you by The Black Agenda. The Black Agenda's mission is to educate and empower the Black community on being more proactive rather than reactive in our efforts for progression. Visit their website to purchase empowerment t-shirts, free educational content, and more at blackagenda.com. That's blkagenda.com. Enjoy the show. I believe inspiring people to be the person they aspire to be by doing the things they aspire to do. This podcast is an additional platform to help me do just that. I know a lot, I've done a lot, and I do a lot. By sharing my experience with you all, be the highlight of my day. I will also have family, friends, and colleagues share their knowledge and experiences with me. You think you know me, but you don't know the half. Welcome to Vail's World. It's the team. What to do, everybody? What's up? What's up? What's up? Oh, man, I'm in a whole different space right now. And yeah, uh, for those that watch that debate, man, I really want y'all thoughts. So make sure y'all hit up my email. Um, Anywho, I'm not going to let that bother me too much. So we have a amazing episode, like all of the episodes that's coming after this. Um, I want to start off with a good read. So we're going to try to start off, you know, majority of these shows with good reads, right? Uh, I've been reading a lot, especially during the pandemic, uh, you know, during this year. Uh, one of the books I've been reading is The Four Agreements. Um, so, so it's a good book. For those that haven't read it yet, for those that have read it, I'm quite sure you told everybody and their mama, mama, and mama, 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 mama to go ahead and read that. Um, one thing I loved about, you know, the four agreements was I, I feel like I read it at a important time in my life. Um, I was kind of voluntold to read it. Uh, my cohort, uh, my coach, he uh, suggested that. And he told us to read this book. I read it twice. The first time I actually read the book and it was all right. And then the second time I kind of, I wanted to take a different path. I got into audiobooks this year. And uh, when I listened to the audiobooks, it was a whole different ball game. It was like music. The guy that was reading, it was, you know, the narrator was very soothing. And I just got the message completely different. So that's actually how I got into audiobooks this year as well. Um, for anyone that, love self-development self-reflection this book is definitely a book i recommend for you um i can't really tell you all the four agreements because it kind of like messes up the book but i i can't i can't tell you one that really stuck out to me and that was um never assume um i feel like at times we always put ourselves in places where we assume and just naturally we kind of assume the worst of things like we never assume the the greatest or the happiest, you know, <laughs> emotions. It's always like the worst that can ever happen, which creates this this barrier between communication and how we communicate, right? So with our assumptions, if we think negative, we kind of come off negative, and it leads nowhere. Um, so never assuming allowed me to be comfortable with asking more questions and uh, ensuring that. I'm not asking this question from an emotional state or a bitter state so that it can be perceived um, by the individual that I'm asking 
in a defenseless in a defenseless way. Um, so go ahead and read that book, man. It's a lot. It's a lot of great stuff going on with it. Uh, anytime you get knocked off your island, I, I can guarantee that you missed an agreement. And um, cool, because we all about making ourselves better, right? <laughs> yeah, so that's a good read, The Four Agreements. Uh, once you get the book, hit me up. Let me know. You know, y'all got my Instagram. Y'all got my Twitter. Y'all got my email. Let me know how y'all feel about the book. And now, what's popping? So what's popping is, is going to be like the, the current events and, you know, things that's going on in the world right now. Well, at least my world. It's all about Vail's world, right? Uh, thank y'all for being in it. But, <laughs> whew, Lakers versus the Heat. Um, if anybody knows me, they know these are my teams. So for every sport, I usually have a team on the opposing conferences. So I have one team on this side of the conference and another team on the other side, right? Um, I, just, I just love good sports for most, you know, most importantly, and I'm not attached to a team too much. I'm committed to good games and good sports, good basketball. Um, by design, I was a Laker fan. My, my dad is a Laker fan, so we never really mess with um, – Michael Jordan, but you know, I of course during the late nineties, uh, a eight year old, you know, ten year old, of course I'm gonna like Jordan. Like who wouldn't? Um, and then I like the Bulls colors, red and black, like who wouldn't? Um but I grew up a Lakers fan. Like really a Lakers fan. Um and with that, you know, it was some things I didn't like. I didn't like the Kobe and the Shaquille O'Neal beef. Uh, I liked Shaq more than I liked Kobe at the time. And uh, so when he went to the Heat, I naturally followed him to the Heat. Uh, so it was like, that's where my two teams. So I was like, okay, I like the Lakers. But now, you know, I like Shaq. He went to the Heat. And I started learning about this guy, D-Wade. I'm like, oh, my God, man, he's amazing. And D-Wade was actually like my third favorite basketball player. Um it was Shaq, Kobe, and D-Wade. Yeah, in that order. Like, that was it. And then, like, everybody else just really didn't matter. Um, but Kobe was, was was up there. And then after a while, when Shaq kind of, like, retired and got out of the game, um, Kobe really – it was, like, Melo, Kobe, and then Wade. And it was like that for, like, the rest of um, – eternity for the most part yeah so Kobe definitely in my top five and it's just my my preference just based on like the stories of the players like how they got to where they are uh, I'm a huge fan of underdogs uh, so I didn't I didn't necessarily hate LeBron but I wasn't a big LeBron fan because he really was never an underdog uh, but then just respect for the game eventually you just got to come around and be like man he really that dude uh, so now today I'm looking at that dude uh, with my favorite team and then the Heat with my favorite team. And I love Jimmy Butler's mentality. Uh, I love where we are. I got the Lakers in six. Um, and that's me really just being like a super fan and want to see more basketball. Um, I don't like I'd be devastated if I was to see the Heat get 
swept. Like, I don't want to see that. I know that for sure. I do not want to see that. But the way this mat, these matchups are looking, I don't I don't know if the heart can outplay the talent that the Lakers have right now. Uh, so I got Lakers in six, and whoever want to fight, come fight me. You know, it is what it is. Um, another thing that's popping, man, Tom Brady and the Bucks, and Cam Newton with the Patriots. Patriots is my favorite team. Tom Brady is my dog, and I stay in Orlando right now. So Tampa is not that far, so I did plan on attending a couple games, but it doesn't look like that because of COVID. Um, but it don't matter, though, because I get to watch it, you know. Um, I, I did take a hiatus from NFL during the – the kneeling and all the protests and all that's going on. And last year, uh, mid-season, I kind of realized I was the only person um, protesting. So I kind of slowly but surely wiggled my way into watching NFL again. Uh, like everyone else, I apologize, you all. I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, uh, looking at the Patriots last year, was it was heartbreaking. Uh, looking at Tom Brady and the way he was, you know, trying to work with what he had, work the magic with what he had. It just wasn't wasn't going. Uh and as a Patriots fan, I was I was devastated. Uh and then being in Florida with all like especially with like like Miami Dolphin fans, like for some reason they just uh they just they like top five annoying fans. Um huh. but it's cool and I stayed with two of them. Two of my roommates were actually Miami Dolphin fans. So they love that. Um but, yeah, uh, we knew that the receiving core was pretty trash. Uh, the defense can only do so much, and as it got closer to the end of the year, they were just tired. Uh, I'm glad that Tom Brady has the opportunity to continue to play um, for a team that has you know a little more talent that's, that caters towards his style. And um, I wish there, not necessarily a preseason, but I do wish that they had a fair chance to kind of like practice uh, for both for Cam Newton and Tom Brady. They didn't necessarily have a, a time to like mold with the with the guys that they are going to play with. Uh, so they're doing it right in front of our eyes. Uh, Cam Newton came in. He got a job not too long ago. So he had a number of days to kind of know the playbook, know the players that he's throwing the ball to know his line that's blocking for him, know his running backs. And like, it's just a lot of things that had to go with this new type of norm that we have during this pandemic. And I'm um, seeing both of them perform right now. is amazing. Like I'm, I'm happy and I'm excited to see what week uh, six and seven look like. I feel like that's when we kind of get an idea of the teams that we're looking at. And, um, who's like playoff contenders and who's pretending. Uh, so that's great, man. So Tom Brady, you know, do your thing. I got two jerseys right now. I got your your, your Tampa Bay jersey, um, and I also have the Patriots jersey, of course. I've been had that. And if Cam Newton is still playing good, I said I was going to wait until next year to get his jersey. I just want to make sure that he's staying around. But, yeah, he keep playing good. I might have to renege on that and go ahead and grab that jersey a lot sooner, right? <laughs> Um, who? What does I do? Ooh, I ooh, I I was late to the show, y'all. My bad, I was late. Um, but I binge, I binge watched uh, P Valley. Yeah, so over the weekend, I watched all I think it was eight, nine episodes, and uh, it was very interesting. Um, one thing that I can say: black women, women in general, 
Like y'all are dope as fuck. Um, I love looking at, you know, films like this and reading books like this, uh, just to kind of, you know, I can never like relate. I'm a guy, um, but just putting myself in a position to experience the, the day of a woman and the things that you all go through, um, figuring out the, the why that you all do things is always intriguing to me. I'm an anthropologist by trade. So knowing how important culture is and how that is generated in society, uh, and how that kind of controls our, our thought processes and what we consider norm. Uh, so looking at the stripper culture, uh, from an inside perspective outside of like, and I'm not the person that's like, Oh, let's go to the strip club. Uh, I'm too cheap for that. Um, like, yeah, I'm really cheap. Uh, very frugal. Um, so you all won't catch me at strip clubs that much. It has to be a very special occasion. Uh, but looking at it from like a worker's point of view and knowing the different reasons, right? It's like different women had different reasons in which they were in there, uh, to make money and knowing the goals and the dreams that they have, knowing the things that they were doing outside of the club was just a beautiful thing. Um, a lot of times we go in these places and we see these individuals and what they're doing and we automatically judge them instead of taking the time to get the backstory. Uh, one thing that I did love, uh, Mercedes' character, uh, at first I felt some type of way for the like, dark-skinned girl versus light-skinned girl. Uh, for a minute, I'm glad they kind of closed that gap at the end. Um, so that was great. That, that was that was great that they made that men's because uh, it could have been the new girl versus the OG. Like <laughs> if Autumn was dark skin and just the new girl, maybe that that same type of energy and clash would have existed. Uh, so we don't know. And I, and I like to break down like the intersections of oppression. So you never know. We will, we may never know. Um, but seeing how everything played out was pretty great. Uh, so yeah, good season. I'm I'm looking forward to season two. Uh, I do have some other thoughts that I won't share about P Valley on this episode. Uh, Y'all might hear that on a different episode. But the net man, great job. Uh, the storyline just kept me on my toes, especially that last episode when everyone was preparing for a funeral and. I didn't see Autumn, so I'm, like, seeing everybody prepare and crying. I'm like, oh, my God. And uh, I knew it wasn't for the guy. I was like, they're not crying and wearing black for him. Uh, but they was actually going to the auction. So I think that was pretty dope, man. Uh, again, great job on those individuals that put that together. Uh, P-Valley, season two, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Whew. So the thing that kind of had me kind of messed up, uh, before starting this podcast is uh, the debate, the presidential debate. So I just don't understand people. I just don't understand people. Like, what did you all expect Biden to do yesterday? Like, did you all really expect him to kind of like pop off? Like he made his slight comments, like the clown comment and, call him the worst president, but, you know, energy is, is transferred. It's, it's not created nor destroyed. So when you have someone that's notoriously known for bullying people, especially in, in debates, 
We've seen it with his own party um, at times. And to consider him weak because he didn't necessarily clap back with the same energy as his opponent, that's like, what? <laughs> I j- what? <laughs> For one, it's a presidential debate. So, like, that type of behavior shouldn't be tolerated at all. Um, and the fact that we normalize that behavior from that individual is sad. Um, like it, it threw off the entire debate. Like, I don't know what I looked at yesterday. Um, uh, like many debates with, with Trump, um, at times I, I laugh because I'm just lost for words. Like, am I really experienced this? Like, am I really experiencing this? Like now he's the the president. So uh, did I really just hear this president bring up Hunter? Did I really just hear this president say that he's like the, the kingpin of drugs. He got it for the low. Like, uh, are we really hearing this? And are people really supporting this type of language from our president? Um, Again, I have no issue with Republicans, um, not at all. But I do look at Trump supporters kind of differently. I'm like, I I just don't know your intentions or motives. Um, I have some great Republican friends. I have some that support Trump, and I kind of look at sideways at times. And I have some that are strong, conservative, diehard Republicans and be like, look, I don't know what buddy got going on. Like, I don't support him as a person, but I do support my party. Uh, so I understand that responsibility that it has with a party, you know, having that commitment and attachment. But, mm, man, uh, some very questionable things have happened within, even during a campaign before he was president to now. Um, so hopefully everyone goes out there and, and vote. Uh, I don't care who you voting for. Just go out there and vote. Let's practice. Let's practice that. Uh, I'm not here to sway anyone's decision on who to vote for. That's not my job. I'm not getting paid by either party to do that. Uh, but just make sure y'all go out and vote and bring who, however many people you need to come with you. Make sure you are registered. Um, that is almost up. That deadline is up soon. I actually got my mail-in ballot um, yesterday, and I've been debating if I want to mail my ballot in or just go up there to the polls in November. Um, like everyone else. Uh, so I'm going to sit on that. I'm not going to sit on it too long because, um, yeah, I want to make sure that my vote is 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 counted. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, tell me your thoughts about the presidential uh, <laughs> debate yesterday. Uh, y'all can go to my Twitter, LDMonger, M-O-N-G-E-R, one. Uh, that's my my handle on Instagram as well. Or feel free to shoot me an email if you want it to be discussed on the next episode at contact at ldmonger.com. So we had that conversation. Man. I want to invite y'all to the conversation. So this episode, I really wanted to focus on something. I feel like, you know, we all going through it. Uh, pandemic V. Uh, I wanted to say quarantine veil. I think pandemic V that sounds better. Cause that was, yeah. Yeah. Man, a lot of things has happened since the pandemic for me, including like good things. And uh, we kind of talked about the, uh, the, the worst of the worst things. Um, my first episode, uh, 
but this episode, I want to make sure I kind of focus on the good things because a lot of great things that have happened in a part of my therapy is to, you know, remind myself of the good things that have happened um, this year. Although this has really been a in-game type of year for those that love Marvel and Avengers. Uh, coming up in the quarantine. Whew, so this year, January, um, I had some goals like everyone else does. Um, for those that don't know, I'm an avid runner, so I just love distance running. Uh, y'all will see me looking like a little Nike guy on my Instagram every now and then. So I wanted to run faster, run longer, um, get a lot stronger in that field and, um, compete, you know, not necessarily compete, but run in a couple five K's this year. So I did one, I did a virtual five K. Uh, that was great. It was, it was different. Um, uh, but it was cool. I was still in my elements pretty much, you know, in my comfort zone, I was running by myself, had my headphones on, took a picture and that was that, um, uh, in April, I ran a hundred miles in April and I was able to influence and inspire a lot of people to run a hundred miles in May. Uh, some folks reached out to me like, Hey, you want to do it again? I was like, Oh, nah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, these legs need a break. Uh, but even then, like after that, that's when, um, yeah, the, the, the shooting happened. We already know, um, about that with you know, the runner. I'm not going to go into too much details about that. Cause it was just triggering for me. Like I didn't run for like a week or two, uh, just getting over that. Um, but yeah, I broke my my fastest 5K. Um, I think I got it down to seven minutes, 14 seconds a mile. My pace, seven minutes, 14, uh, which is great. Yeah, it was great. And uh, what made it even better was like, it was like 719 the day before. And then the next day I beat that. And it was not planned. I was literally doing my same routine. I was just running. And <laughs> It was like, da-da, you broke your record. I was like, oh, man, that's amazing. Um, I also broke my 10K record. Uh, for those that don't run, that's um, six miles, right? So <laughs> I was just running, and it was like, oh, da-da, broke my record. Uh, so that was great. Um, now I'm currently in the process of trying to in improve my one-mile run. Uh, my current record is like 630, so I'm trying to get my, my pace to like 615. If I can get it under six, I'm telling y'all, it's lit. Like, I don't do any um, real training for this. I'm halfway healthy. I don't eat the best, but I don't eat as bad as I used to. Um, so, yeah, that was that was pretty great. Another little activity I kind of picked up um, in October was CrossFit. So, last year in October, I decided to join the CrossFit gym um, around the corner. And it was great, but then we took that three months off from March to May, and whoo, child, oh man! When I went back, I felt I didn't necessarily feel as behind as I did when I in October when I started. But man, my body having to adjust to that physical, you know, physical activity, it was like wow. Um, so now I'm back in the groove of, the, of that, and uh, it's been amazing. I see myself getting stronger, like my. My form is better. Like I'm like, man, this is is great. Uh, so I, I had a lot of PRs in that. So for those that do CrossFit or those that are afraid to do CrossFit, don't be too scared. Uh, you have a good coach. You have a good gym. They meet you where you are. Don't necessarily push you uh, to Delph, 
Uh, they're going to push you to level up. But they're also, you know, when you have a good coach and a good gym, they're going to make sure, like, they know you and your limits. And uh, that's one thing I do love about my coach and my gym. Like, everyone know and they see the growth. They see the development. And they be as excited as I am. Uh, but not for real. I kind of have, like, this Kawhi Leonard uh, type of approach at times with my emotions but i like i'm i'm happy with the growth uh and i can't wait to see what i look like in october uh i feel like my body still looks the same so that's not really there but just being strong like seeing like the weight that i can lift um pull or push different techniques i can do that i couldn't do in october i'm always about getting better than i was the day before um, I don't look at the people in the gym and try to compete with them. I try to compete with myself. And sometimes I use them as like benchmarks to kind of see. Um, I'm a like I'm that guy that I look at somebody that lifts some weights and I, I know I can do it, but I just never tried it yet. And I'm like, man, let me try that. And I do it. I'm like, oh, see, I got that new PR. And um, that's how I am with it. Uh, this year I wanted to travel abroad. So I had, for the first time, I had my passport for like, I think a year and a half now. And um, I was supposed to go to Jamaica for my birthday weekend. Uh, that actually got canceled. I'm going to talk about that. That's whew, My birthday was like a crazy day. Uh, so the following weekend, I was supposed to go out of town. So that got canceled because of COVID. And <laughs> then I was supposed to go to Jamaica again for Memorial Day weekend. And that got canceled. And then I was supposed to go to Cancun for a wedding. And that got canceled. And then Jamaica again in November for another wedding. And it got canceled. So this year, my travel abroad trips all were canceled. But I saved a lot of money. So it's all right. And um, there's always next year. So next year, I'm going to try to fulfill that goal. Um, a big goal for me. Um, all of them was kind of big. I really wanted to improve my emotional intelligence. Like that was a, a big thing for me. And that's how I started reading like the four agreements and really got into audio books and, um, buying books. I have bought more books this year than I, that has nothing to do with school than I've ever had, like ever. Uh, and it's been great. It prepared me for a lot of things that have happened, um, to me in the last couple months or so. So thank this goal uh, for improving my emotional intelligence, um, self-development. It's great. And then finances. <laughs> I had no idea. I, I knew how to manage money and people always get confused. When I said it's like, I knew how to manage money, uh, but I never knew how to manage finances. Like I didn't even know what the difference was until this year. So of course I had to read, Good dad. I mean, I said good dad. Rich dad. Wait, poor dad. Rich dad. Rich dad. Poor dad. One of those. Uh, I had to read that, and it got me right. Uh, some Ramsey books as well. And really changed how I look at the power of money and finances and how to strengthen that. Um, although there's a lot of people mad that Trump only paid $750 worth of taxes and like the debate he said if you pay taxes you're dumb i'm quite sure <laughs> i'm surprised that people are not talking about that as much um 
a lot of us have, have felt that way for years, but really figuring out how do you minimize the amount of taxes you pay? Because um, all the wealthy people do it. So why not get a part of that game opposed to complaining about the people that do it? So anywho, uh, I'm nowhere near rich. Uh, like really, I'm nowhere near rich. But I had to change my mentality of figuring out how can I get there. And, and with that, you know, I spoke with a financial advisor um, this year, learned more about the benefits of IRA. Um, I wanted to build a stock portfolio, which I have. I started off with zero stock. I had Robinhood app for like a year before I actually started using that. I think I got it last year on a Humbug uh, just for checking it out, but really didn't mess with it. And uh, this year I invested in audiobooks, books, just reading, listening, uh, figuring out how to, like, how do you maneuver in, in stock? And because of COVID, it allowed me to have a low risk um, opportunity to, to, to mess around with it. And I can tell you right now, I never took a loss. Uh, so that's been great to start off with. I don't even know what share I had. Y'all know they sometimes they give you that bull, that bull little company. So I don't, I don't recall what was my first stock because it was free. Uh, but yeah, so I'm gonna just say about you know beginning of the year I started off with zero, and right now I'm I'm hovering around seventeen hundred. Um, profit right now uh, and it goes up and down I think the highest it went was like 25 so this market is still unbalanced um, so when the level always is great with that I really we'll talk about that on another episode this stock this stock game um, but I wanted to increase my credit score I wanted to decrease my debt um, and with that you know decreasing my debt it was amazing like, I don't know how I'm able to continue to do, I just, I got pride issues. I know why. I'm just a competitor, so and I compete with myself more than anybody in the world. So when I say I'm gonna do something nine times out of ten, I'm gonna do it and uh, create that plan to get it done. So with decreasing my debt, I automatically knew that was gonna help me increase my credit score. So those two things were joint. So all I have to do is stay focused with doing one, and simultaneously I'm accomplishing two goals at once. Um, with that, it allowed me to meet my other goal, which was have access to um, 50K uh, credit line. So all of my credit cards, uh, they currently value. Like if I if I needed 50K, I can just max out all my cards and be happily. But I won't do that because I'm financially responsible now. But all my cards, they total up to around 50K and some change. Uh, which is great because earlier this year was not like that at all, like not even close. Uh, I wasn't really sure that I was going to be able to accomplish that, um, but I'm glad I, I have. So that's one of my goals that I was able to um, accomplish financially. Um, as it pertains to my debt, I want to pay off my credit card. I already paid 8000 towards debt. Um I had some little, little hiccups along the way that kind of bumped it back up, but I'm I'm happy. Uh, got about seven thousand to go, and just creating that plan to get that down. So by the end of the year, I plan on having that down at zero by any means necessary. Uh, <laughs> I also paid off hmm, a student loan that I got from my school. So last year, like August, 
I uh, went to my grandmother's house. That's where a lot of my mail was going, especially from school. Um, went there. I seen a letter, and it was like your last final notice because I was just wasn't paying it. They was like sending letters since like April, so I was, whew, I was like five months behind, three, five months behind. I don't, whew, man. Uh, so I seen that. I paid all that up, uh, and then I pretty much put everything on auto pay. Uh, for a long period of time. And then I got down to like $500 in like June. And so I just paid it off. Uh, it felt good. I think it was around $4,000 uh, with the late fees and then the interest that I paid on it. So being able to do that, it was like, oh, I can I can do this uh, with a plan, with the right plan. And I wasn't necessarily like poor as I was doing this because I was still putting money on my credit card i was still putting money in my savings like i was still spreading all this money around um and maintaining the lifestyle that i wanted i think that's real important a lot of times we hear budgeting and all this other stuff and we think that we have to live poor in order to maintain that and that is not the case at all uh, so don't allow anyone to tell you differently because i was still traveling as much as i could still having fun as much as i could but again i think COVID. Uh, helped me with my spending habits because I really just didn't have anywhere to go either. Um, so that was great being able to do that. Right now I'm sitting at, ah, man, credit scores are always weird because it's like one app will say is this, my bank app will say is that, then credit card will say this. So I, I'll be confused. Right now uh, my Experian account says I'm at, 739 so i kind of use that to kind of gauge everything um and then the other to you is it's just all over uh with my credit score so that's great i think at the beginning of the year i was around like 650 like i went down like i got it up to seven and then it went down drastically being a business owner a lot of times um we have to run our credit <laughs> in order to get access to capital for the business. And then when you do that so many times, I just didn't have space to run it for myself uh, because I just had so many hard inquiries on my credit score, which brings your credit score down. And that's how that dropped down. But now it's back up. Um, I still want this 750 by the end of the year and I'm gonna get it done because that's just the type of person I am. Uh, my savings is looking nice, um, just a little, a caveat make sure you have enough money um if not to survive for the whole year which are like your current expenses that you have start off slow like try to make sure you have enough money for three months and then let that grow six months for the emergency fund and then to a year and then just have money um there and then you can start finding ways to kind of make your money make money that's when you you have your stock portfolio and things of that nature so i'm still learning and playing around with it uh, saying what can I do to make my money make money because I don't like saving money sometimes because it's just there not doing nothing. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I love stock because <laughs> it allows it to do something. So, yeah, that, those were real big for me. Um, someone actually asked me uh, where was I when the world shut down. So it was my birthday, March 11th. I was on a Wednesday. So we was hearing about everything. It just wasn't as intense. Um, 
I was pretty much preparing for the trip mentally. And I was like, hey, ain't nothing to do. My favorite spot, Cheesecake Factory. I swear they didn't pay me to say this. Uh, for anyone that know me, they know, like, this was like a luxury item growing up for me. Uh, I grew up very poor. So going to the Cheesecake Factory was like, it was big. Uh, so I went to the Cheesecake Factory with my business partner. And we sat down at the bar watching a game, eating. Uh, got a phone call from our frat brother. And he was like, hey, man, my bad, I couldn't make it. Uh, let's link up downtown. Uh, we go to wind down. Went to wind down. And shockingly, it, were, uh, ooh, it was a lot of people there. It was packed. Oh, my God. It was so many people. And um, as we were parking... Rudy Gobert has COVID. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, huh? And then games just started getting canceled back to back to back. All the games that day was just getting canceled. And so I'm like, what? Next day, like, the world just, like, locked down. And <laughs> no one was messing with America for real. And, like, yeah, all these celebrities were, like, being fine, like, had COVID. So it was like, what is going on? Uh, so yeah, that's where I was at. I was, I was pretty lit. It was my birthday. Um, after that went to another club. I'm quite sure that someone hands was over me and somebody's coat was covering me because there's no way, uh, I was supposed to make it without COVID that night. Um, so thank God for that. Um, but that's what I was doing. And uh, whew, it was very devastating because outside of the council trips, a lot of our gigs, um, I'm a partner uh, for a photography company. Uh, we do videography, uh, photo booth, live stream now, uh, studio rentals. We do a lot. So March and April, like the remainder of March and April, it was just so many cancellations. And uh, April was a big month for us, especially for like graduation photos. Oh man, and, and weddings, we had canceled like 10 weddings. So it was, it was scary for us. Um, but we made it. We made it. We uh, received a lot of grants during those times. We had time to really invest in the administrative part of the company that we were neglecting because we were just too busy with the work. Uh, I was able to study for my FFA license, FAA license, uh, which I'm a certified um, drone pilot, which is good. Like, cause I was riding dirty for a minute. So now knowing like with confidence that I can actually record and take pictures of things, uh, from an aerial perspective, legally, is uh, amazing. So that's great. Uh, Pass with flying colors. Um, and then in June, we had a deal. Not really a deal, but we just had a... It was an opportunity there for us to show love to the black businesses. Uh, so we did 25 videos, little commercial, little spots for black businesses in the area, uh, which was great. It allowed me to meet some amazing people in the central Florida area uh, with amazing businesses that they have and just learn more, uh, figuring out how can a photography company help you with the great things that you're doing. And hopefully those videos 
um, allow them to tell their story to their particular audience. And, um, yeah, a lot of them were great. <laughs> uh, oh, man, look, when I was younger, I never wanted food stamps. Uh, just the idea of, like, food stamps, like, <sighs> but I tell y'all, I got food stamps in COVID. I don't know how people spend regular money on food. It's so ghetto. Oh, my God. Food stamps. And it wasn't that much. I think they gave me like $90 or something. But look. I, oh, my God. I, oh, man. I wish I would have did it sooner. But they never gave it to me. When I was in college, they was like, yeah, you can't get it because we got. I'm like, I don't stay on campus. They're like, oh. I'll get a job. You got to work at least 20 hours. Get a job. Oh, you make too much. I'm like, what? So COVID allowed me to get food stamps, and it was like the greatest thing in the world. Just seeing your total amount decrease when they take out taxes is just so fulfilling. (laughs) And then not having to spend the little monies that I had um, during those times was great. Um, But, hey, good times, good times, good times. I grew up off food stamps. I just never had them. And then I had it. They took it. <laughs> um, I was able to visit some places, some new places for the first time. Uh, another thing that's great is, you know, with my running, I try to run six different cities a year uh, in the midst of my travel. So I went to Dallas, I went to Detroit, and I went to Vegas all for the first time. And it was great. Um, Dallas, I, I went to Dallas for uh, my uh, my aces, uh, his birthday, it was great. Um, yeah, I enjoyed myself. Of course, I ran. It was hot, different type of heat. Um, I needed that with the, in the midst of everything that was going on. So just that getaway uh, to kind of be around my bros and and be happy and smile, have a genuine smile. So that was great. Then I went to Detroit. I probably I think I went to Detroit before that. Honestly, um, I ran up there as well. So that was, I found a trail that was different. Uh, it was kind of hot in Detroit. Didn't know it would get hot in Detroit, but hey, well, I wasn't in. We'll talk about that. I think I was in the state capitol. Uh, I don't know where I was at. Patrick helped me out. But I still ran. I'm going to just say Michigan. And then in that time, I was able to see my little cousins as well. So he goes to the University of Toledo. Uh, he played football. And he happened to move on campus uh, the week that I was there. So before I went back to Orlando, I drove uh, 45 minutes south of Detroit to chill with him, man. Met his roommate, uh, seen his dorm room. It's happy. It was a happy moment for me uh, because not that many guys in my family actually went to college. Um for like the most part like I was the first one to go to college and actually like graduate and then everyone else was like girls like all my all the girls in my family they happen to go on athletic scholarships so I was like what I've been playing sports my entire life and yeah I'll start in high school and go so it was great to not only see him um, go to college but doing something that he loved and he's been playing football uh, for a long time and I remember when he was just a small little turtle and um, wasn't as good to see this big, strong guy that just he stuck stuck with it. And that takes a different type of mentality, especially in the neighborhoods that 
you know, we grew up in for you not to get as much time for you to remember uh, the times and moments you were on the bench to being this person that's able to be uh, a scholarship student athlete for a D1 program. So that was great seeing him in that space. I don't think he know how proud I am of him. So if he hear if he hears this, you know, Martez, uh, I'm proud of you, Buzzo. And uh, when outside open again, definitely expect me to be at one of those games. And ain't nothing but a flight away. But Vegas, who? When I went to Vegas for the first time. It was different. Uh, the pandemic was different. I had my eyes just looking at everybody kind of sideways. Uh, a lot of people didn't have on masks. Uh, I didn't have on masks at, at some points of walking the strip. But I just don't understand how people get a kick out of walking the strip. Like, that's my legs. Like, no, like, I, I like running. I, just walking with no direction, just walking. I just can't. I can't. Like, I can't do that for so long. So the first day I went there and did it. Uh, I was with someone and kind of motivated me, inspired me to do it. And it, it was cool. It was like, all right. But then like the second, I'm like, hold on. Like, this is what y'all do. Y'all just like walk in the strip. Like what? <laughs> so, um, yeah, next time I go, I'll make sure that outside is open. Uh, I would love to go to like a pool party, uh, check out the nightlife scene, um, see what that's really about but for, you know for what it for what it was i enjoyed myself it was great definitely see myself going back i'm not a huge gambler um i actually hate gambling unless i got like a 99.9 percent .9 chance of winning just a <laughs> the type of person i am and i kind of realized where a lot of that came from um oh what else happened during pandemic oh my nephew was born uh strong yeah he was born yeah, so that was dope, man. I couldn't be there because of the pandemic and all that other stuff, but my little sister pretty dope. And uh, soon as I landed, like, I feel like that's when everything started happening, and, and she kind of, like, sent the pictures and all this stuff. Uh, so it was good utilizing technology uh, to the best of our ability. Uh, FaceTime after everything was over. She said she ain't used no drugs, but I don't believe it. Uh, <laughs> So that was uh, a blessing, especially with everything that you know was going on with my my grandmother. And uh, I'm glad my mother was able to see those pictures and FaceTime my little sister as well. And just hearing those stories uh, within those couple of weeks um, that that she was alive to speak and 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 talk to my little sister about you know motherhood was it was pretty dope, man. Yeah, it was pretty dope. Um, so, on a more, uh, before I get too sad, on a more positive, like, happy tip, um, I was able to really just sit down and create these business plans. Uh, so, I have an application that I don't necessarily have the funds and the time to focus on it now uh, like I want to. Uh, so I kind of put that on hold as well as a nonprofit. So uh, I want to have this academy of some sort for creators and then entrepreneurs that teach creators how to adapt and process the skill set of, of entrepreneurs. So knowing the business side, like how can you create a lifestyle of something you love to do? Um, 
all of you know my two business partners, we figured that out. Um, working together definitely made it a lot easier. Uh, that's one thing that I kind of noticed from individuals that do it on an individual level, and our different ex- our backgrounds and different experiences is what make our company run fluently like a company opposed of three people that just take pictures or do videos and all this other stuff. And that's why a lot of people you know, look at us differently. So being able to share those stories, um, not only help people on the professional development side, but also with the technical skill set of being a photographer and a videographer. Uh, I wanted to go into the schools, preferably high schools, to kind of, you know, start off, you know, assisting people with you might not have enough money for a $500 kit camera or a $1,000 camera or a $2,000, $5,000 camera, uh, but all of our phones are good enough for us to start off with the technical part, right? So just going into schools and helping them build their portfolio, helping them build that confidence with not only being behind the camera, but also being in front of a camera, Uh because as a business person, there's moments that you have to be front and center in order to get your message across the way you need it to, to be, a, you know, get, get out there. So that's going to happen. I got some great people on my side, my team of great people that's trying to keep that light going. It's putting me in the rooms with the correct people. Uh, so 2021, I do see that nonprofit going off the ground. A lot of that will be my money and time. And then for this app, um, really just sitting down and generating that and getting that off the ground because all this stuff really just takes money and time. Um, And right now I'm limited on both. So it was great, man. I tell you, like this business plan for the app is like 40-something pages. And when I tell people about it, they just as excited as I am. Uh, but I just don't have the money and the funds right now to get it where I need to go or the time right now to really put in the effort to make sure that it's, it's out there. Enough. Like my MVP has to be strong enough for me to at least show people what it's about. So look forward. I'm looking forward to those two. Uh, when the time comes, you all will definitely see that. See Lavelle in the tech world, uh, Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley Vale, Pandemic V right now, but Silicon Valley Vale, y'all see that? Quite sure that'd be exciting. Um, oh man, ooh, this year, oh Pandemic V, yeah man, I got a chiropractor. Yeah, I got a chiropractor. So we always hear about the the horrible stuff, you know, horrible stories of chiropractors and why people are so afraid to get a chiropractor and all this. Uh, but that was actually a great experience, man. So for the last three months, I've been going to my chiropractor. She's been getting me right. Uh, ironically, these weird issues that I've been having, like my back, like CrossFit type stuff, pulled something. I'm like, what? And I just went to my chiropractor, got me right. A lot of this stuff, I feel like it never happened before, but now it's happening. So I'm glad it happened at the time that I have a chiropractor. And she got me got me right. Another black woman. Yes. Black woman chiropractor. Got me right. Get you one. I got mine. Uh, so that's, you know, that was dope <laughs> to have a nice experience. And um, I actually obtained three leadership roles and, and some organizations I'm I'm proud to be a part of. So once those... Um, I don't know if I can tell people yet. I don't know how that looks, but 
Uh, I'm definitely on the board of directors for two great, um, you know, amazing organizations, um, as, as well as sitting on some community councils. Um, so I'm looking forward. Really getting involved in the Central Florida area is great. Meeting people, uh, creating that change, and impacting lives. Y'all said y'all heard the intro. I do that regardless, you know, wherever I'm at <laughs> and whatever I'm doing. So it's great, man. So this year, Pandemic V has has stayed true to his New Year's resolutions and uh, completing a lot of goals, making new ones, and uh, keeping the mission going. Uh, one thing I can say, I know that this pandemic hasn't been as um, beautiful to some, but stay strong, man. Continue to believe, continue to push through. It's been a long season um, for this pandemic, but it's not forever. So really use this time to invest in something that is going to benefit you and generations after you moving forward. I don't know how that looks for you. I'm not here to tell you what to do, uh, how to do it. But I do want to challenge you to figure out what is something that you've been wanting to do but just never had the time. And although the world is kind of normalizing our current conditions, so we are working and doing all these other things semi-normal before the pandemic, uh, there's still time read a book you don't have time to read get an audiobook i hear a lot of people say oh i don't like audiobooks i don't like people reading to me like don't be the barrier between your success like don't cock block yourself from amazingness like we always hear that if you want to hide something put it in a book and now they have audiobooks so you 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 know you don't have time to read a book why not listen to the audiobook? Give it a chance. Uh, for me, in most cases, I listen to audiobooks twice. Uh, and I buy the physical book. I have my notes in it, highlight everything that I need to know, I have my sticky notes on stuff. And like that works best for me. I'm always traveling. So, me sitting down and read a book, it'll take some time. Uh, if it's yoga that you want to do, do that. If it's running, if it's working out, the Nike app got some nice home workouts. Like just try to do it and don't don't expect to do it perfect. Don't expect to do it every day. Don't expect to not mess up. Like it's creating a lifestyle. You do habits enough, it creates a lifestyle. So I believe in you. If no one else does, um, I believe in your journey. Keep your head up. Let let everything play out how is destined to be. Yeah. And that's today's episode. So thank you all for listening. Thank you all for staying tuned in. Pandemic V is out the door. This episode is brought to you by RTW Photography. RTW Photography has experience in all areas of photography and videography and offers a wide range of services from photo booth rentals, studio rentals, and live stream. 
Whether you want to create a brand identity for your company or celebrate a special occasion, RTW will give you the best experience to help you stand out amongst the crowd. Follow RTW at RTW Photography underscore on Twitter and Instagram today for all new deals. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Join me in my journey to success by following on Twitter and Instagram at LDMonger1. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns you would like me to address on the next episode, email me at contact at LDMonger.com. Vail's World can be heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Again, thank you for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Until next time. It's the team.